I'm Michael Brennis, and this is the Showbiz Roundup. Jeff Kimmel, Ishmael Ali, and Bill Harris commandeered an Airbnb in the wilds of Michigan during the height of the pandemic in 2020 to record their latest release, Vivery. The record is an abstract, electroacoustic tour de force and a fitting document of this period of experimental existence. I'm here today with uh, Ishmael Ali and uh, Jeff Kimmel from the Kimmel Ali Harris Trio. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. You bet. Um, this trio released your latest record, uh, Vivery, on May 7th, 2021, just under a year ago. Can you describe the circumstances of that recording, where it was recorded, how it was recorded, and what you did logistically to prepare for this because it was recorded in person during the height of the pandemic, basically, prior to the availability of vaccines. Correct. Correct. That's, that feels like a lifetime ago at this point. Um, but yet, obviously, we're, st- we're still very much in it. Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I th- so I, I at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I had been in New York for a while. And um, we I, my, my partner and I. Um, moved back to Chicago um, because of kind of work stuff and just, you know, general like, hey, let's get, get back to home base kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure like a lot of people were feeling at this time, we were all kind of just like feeling very pent up and like needed to uh, find some outlet for um, like uh, in, in regards to like creativity and music in general. Um, and yeah, like uh, a, like a year before that, this trio um, released something on uh on 577, um, the Daniel Carter, like Brooklyn, uh, label thing. And we, we very much enjoy playing with this group. And it was, um, we had kind of like an infrequent performance schedule. Um, and we just like, it's been, it, it had been a while since we played and we were all kind of catching up. Um, and so we kind of started making plans to do this thing. Yeah. Just to, you know, try, you know, that was a time when, you know, um, you know, no one was traveling anywhere. Um, you know, we, we were all pretty scared of what, uh, you know, get tested and take some risks. And then um, we wound up renting um, uh, an Airbnb um, on in Michigan. Um, and um, basically, basically took over this host's living room and moved all the furniture, moved all the furniture out. And, uh, and fortunately, Bill, Bill is an amazing recording engineer and, and Ishmael does a lot of engineering as well um so we they we had that every they had everything we needed um and you know in addition to just being a great hang it was just like a really good opportunity to dive in and try things out um so as ishmael mentioned um we had only performed once before um in front of an audience and then we had um we did the recording session i think in right around the time that Ishmael had moved to New York. So performing together as a trio wasn't really an option. Um, so uh, the recording session for Vivery was really like the first, like, it was like meeting after, after, you know, months of like pent up energy and like no playing with anybody um, really. Um, it was kind of a momentous occasion for us all. Yeah. And it, it was nice, you know, I mean, yeah. And, and to talk about like the preparation a little bit more, we, um, we kind of like quarantined for two weeks, like didn't see anybody and then like kept getting tests and stuff like that. And like, we, we all talked about it and felt pretty comfortable about like, Hey, like, let's just be, have this small circle of people 
and you know we'll we'll go out here and do this thing for um you know a few days and it, and it was very yeah it was it was very much a release in that way and it was also nice because you know i mean like pandemic for a lot of people i think it was like a, a, a opportunity to kind of slow down and um and just kind of take a breath and it was like the first time in like a long time where i just be like i i personally just had like it was, it was nice to just have like you know a whole weekend set aside where we were just like kind of relaxing and playing music like we just like set up the yeah we, we like set up this like um you know whole living room of this airbnb like random airbnb with like all this word art everywhere you know like live laugh love laugh love live you know <laughs> kind of stuff everywhere um and we like just kind of tore apart their living room and just like left all the our gear set up for like a, a, a couple days and it was that was really nice uh to do not really nice to do yeah um so the record's really good i mean Peter Margusak describes it as balancing a research-like exploration and a refined understanding of how to arrange elusive sounds in real time. Um, what, if anything, did you do to prepare for this musically? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll take that one first. Um, I think the thing for me, the big, the big thing in my recent, the big change in my recent work has been um, work, learning to work with electronics a lot more. Um, so just trying to understand like how to um, how to make the clarinet work with electronics in a way that doesn't feel forced or cheesy um, and to and to um, avoid the trap of just simply looping the same thing over and over again and like really make it a dynamic system um, for real-time interaction and improvi improvising. Um, and uh, so basically I, I had a lot of my kind of preparation on my own was really deciding, you know, what was, what kind of setup was I going to use um, and what could I, what could I do with it? And what kind of, um, what kind of things was I excited to try out with Ishmael and Bill, um, who are all, who also, um, have been exploring electronics in their own, um, work. Yeah. Um, personally, personally, in terms of the yeah, preparation, I, I kind of like went into it with a pretty open, um, kind of mindset, like the way I kind of like approach a lot of, um, improvising groups is like, you know, we, we all have like this kind of like palette of sound and it's just like kind of picking and choosing um what what colors or and, and like contrast or like maybe not you know i mean um whether to to go against the grain or like with it you know kind of thing um just so to just have like a lot of sounds available and um i think with my my own electronics uh work uh prior to that i had been kind of more honing because like I, at first it was a lot of exploration kind of stuff and like i think uh, in the in the, in the couple of years leading up to this recording it was a lot of honing. So for me, it was just, it was kind of nice because it's, um, I had, you know, it had been this long kind of preparation thing and um, it was just, it was more of just, I was just enjoying, enjoying it, you know? <laughs> um, do you think the Madison performance will include sort of a similar proportion of acoustic and electronic playing and, and have your setups changed much at all since the recording of Vivery? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so um, I, you know, on Vivery, I was using mostly like, um, guitar pedals and then like a small synthesizer. Um, and now my setup, um, includes just one, one or two pedals and then it's kind of like a small semi-modular synth setup. Um, and so that might change, like depend, you know, I might kind of come up with like a, a, a kind of a template for like four or five different sets of ideas to work with, even like on the day of the show. Um, to, to work with. So yes, definitely the, the 
performance in Madison will will um, look and sound very differently from what we've done before. That's kind of interesting, like to think that you're actually sort of uh, preparing the sound template or whatever, and that you have different ones to choose from, as opposed to like being like you know analog on the fly, where you're you know moving between different soundscapes. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's a, it's a little bit of both. So just kind of like knowing that, like, kind of like it's kind of like learning to forge a. I mean, just like you would with an acoustic instrument, you're learning to. Um, I'm learning to, you know, hear sounds in my head on the fly, and then figure out how to how to translate that with the setup. Um, whereas, you know, with you know the clarinet, which I've played for a lot longer, um, that's a little more intuitive. So it's it's it is it is kind of learning to to balance those two. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely all of that, what you're, you're talking about. Um, yeah, my, my setups changed as well. Um, you know, I like for, for me with electronics, I like to program a lot of like, like, uh, I'm, I'm like programming in like a digital kind of world. I was like messing around with some, uh, some analog modular stuff for a minute, but, um, I think, I, I think I really enjoy like, like setting up like little systems, like, you know, sometimes like it'll, it'll be like an audio reactive thing or like, it's like, but like for me, it's like in terms of like how I interact with like the, the, the electronic kind of sounds. Um, I've, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine has changed a bit, but also, um, like it's, it's changed in terms of like the, the, like the timbral, uh, like what, like what I'm drawing from, but in terms of like the way I'm interacting with it, it's uh it's kind of similar um i know bill bill for a while you know since, since he's not here I'll, I'll kind of jump in for him for a minute he was working with a lot of like kind of feedback uh sounds where he had um he has like an amp next to him and he's like working with um uh like a contact mic on a, on a, on a drum head or something and he'll be interacting with that and his his setup has changed a, a bit too and it's kind of like evolved and it's like really interesting so i don't know if he'll be using that but he has his solo record coming out soon that's um sounds really good um where he's working very in depth with that kind of thing but um on that same front you know i feel like i feel like i kind of or, or on uh, you know uh, on the opposite side of that um i feel like recently or like maybe like since vivery i feel like i've kind of like peaked where like you know I'm, I'm like this is this is what i can do with electronics and i feel like i've kind of like found a good balance between that like where I, i've been doing more acoustic work but or like you know like yeah like non-electronic work um and i and i found like you know i've kind of pulled back a little bit with that but also like spent more time on what those electronic kind of sounds are you know cool well we can look forward to uh hearing your new explorations and what how everything comes together at the show really looking forward to that I yeah, appreciate it. I'm, we're, we're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we're very excited about this. So, um, so Jeff, you studied at the New England Conservatory, um, but it looks like most of your work has been in Chicago. Um, where are you from originally, and what more can you tell us about yourself, your time in Boston, or any of the other things? Yeah, um, so I grew up in I grew up in South Carolina, um, and you know went. Um, started on um, first started on violin because my my I have older brothers who all played Suzuki violins and so my, my parents had bought like whoa that's new to me yeah my parents had bought all the sizes of violin already and they said you have to start with these we already bought these <laughs> um, and so I, I did that for a couple of years and um, you know it takes such a long time to get a sound that you like 
from a string instrument, you know, especially when you're when you're young. Um, and uh, you know, I I really wasn't wasn't feeling it. Um, and then um, at some point, I heard a recording of a of, of a clarinet, and something just clicked with me on that. Um, and so I started on clarinet um, um, privately and in in school band programs um, in middle school, um, and then started getting into um, jazz and improvising um, um, in high school, um, kind of inspired by my dad's record collection. Um, he was a big jazz fan. Um, and uh, yeah, and then um, went to NEC um, and uh, primarily inspired by just how, like, how many musicians I respected had gone there. Um, and um, when I was there, um, I was mostly playing bass clarinet, actually. I didn't really play B-flat clarinet at all um, and um, worked worked with, you know, a lot of the different faculty around Boston. Um, and then toward the end of my time there, um, started to make connections outside of the school um, with some other free improvisers um, and then wound up taking on um, an improvised music series um, that was held on Monday nights um, in the Hyde Park neighborhood of Boston. Um, and so I stayed after I graduated from NEC, I hung around Boston for a year and, and kept that going. Um, and then toward the end of the year, I realized that Boston is the kind of place where um, people are coming in every year and people are, are leaving every year because most people are most musicians are affiliated with schools. Um, and meanwhile, some friends of mine had most of my friends from from NEC had, had moved to New York. Um, but a few of them had moved to Chicago and they seemed to be doing really well and they were playing the kind of music that I was interested in. Um, and so um, that, you know, I went out to visit one weekend and immediately saw that everything that I was trying to build with my, my series in Boston was already happening in Chicago. Um, and so I just decided to move and, and wound up there and fall of 2007 and I've been there ever since. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I've been, I, as I've been through my time here, I've, um, been um, involved in jazz and improvised things, but also some contemporary classical music as well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Chicago definitely, I mean, compared to New York, it's such a different place. You know, I can understand the attraction that Chicago holds. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I just had the sense that it was just, you know, you know, obviously a lot more affordable, but I feel like people could just really stretch out um, a lot more and try things out and people were playing constantly and you know i i went out to you know the the first week i was there i noticed i kept seeing the same people over and over again at all the shows and and you know musicians seem to really support each other here and that that really um that really resonated with me um of wanting wanting to be a part of this this community um and ishmael you're a multi-instrumentalist but what i found interesting is that you only began playing the cello fairly recently, are you playing cello more than guitar these days? And what drew you to the cello? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I started, I actually started um, playing cello. Um, when was that? About three and a half years ago or so. Um, so, I mean, right. So coming up, um, I'm, I'm mainly, I, I was mainly a guitar player. Um, and, you know, I did the undergrad master's thing and I was like really interested in um, composition and like, you know, I'm kind of a maximalist. I just like, I'm like, I listen to like a lot of different things. I 
when I'm playing, I'm hearing a lot of different sounds and I wish I could, um, you know, do a lot of that on guitar and like guitar, like helps me a lot, like, like organizing, like harmony and stuff like that. And I feel like it's a great instrument for that, but I, I felt it, it was kind of lacking in terms of, uh, timbral possibilities, uh, unless you're Derek Bailey or something, you know? Um, but so, um, you, right. Moving to Chicago, I had a similar experience, um, where I was introduced to all this, 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 you know, this huge, um, breadth of work coming out of here, like from, you know, from AACM to Art Ensemble to, you know, uh, Vandermark to Mike Reed to, uh, Rempus. I think, I think my first show here, uh, to, to, to that I went in and, and, uh, saw was, um, was RP was Rempus Percussion Quartet, you know, with like Rosalie and Tim Daisy and, uh, uh, Rempus and I think, uh, Rebke on that. Right. Um, and then also, um, I, you know, I, I, going to a lot of shows, I would see, uh, Fred a lot, Fred Longberg home and who is, who is, who I hold, I hold dear in my heart, you know, um, but just watching what I think watching what he could do on the cello made me be like, this is, this is like, this is something that I would like to spend a lot of time on just because of the, the t- like the timbral possibilities you can get on the instrument. Cause you know, everyone, every guitar player wants to be a horn player. And I think vice versa um, in some sort of former fashion, which is the old, the old thing. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, so I, you know, and I think a lot of things translate from guitar, which is um, nice, but then a lot of things very much do not. So, but, so it's nice because it's like, it's like I've, I started three and a half years ago or something, but not everything was completely foreign to me. Um, so, but at the same time, it's like a lot of things are very new. So it's like that kind of like newness is what, um, I try to lead into, you know, but, um, uh, in terms of performing now, um, I, yeah, I mainly perform on cello. Um, I have one, uh, two groups that I still play guitar in pretty regularly. We have this, um, this um group called giraffe j-e-r-a-f which is like kind of like a bunch of uh weirdo free 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 jazz improvised music and kind of punk scene weirdos trying to create music that like our our friends who are uh with less eclectic tastes can listen to but it's still very weird and uh this kind of like math rocky improvised group called errata which we haven't done anything in a while but i think we're going to try to pick pick up a little bit cool and bill harris who's not here the third member of the group um, I, we should note that he's the founder of Amalgam, which I guess you would call a collective record label. I, I don't know if either of you can talk about um, what that's all about. Give us like an overview of Amalgam. Oh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it kind of is a collective now. It, it, for a long time, that was just all Bill doing all, all the work for for a very long time um i actually just jumped on recently along with uh eli namay who's in pittsburgh right now um but yeah like he intended it to be like kind of like you know an an amalgamation of like a lot of chicago scene um and where people could just put stuff out and like you know for in a lot of ways it was that where people um you know sent him stuff and he he basically just said yes to anything that people are were trying to do for the most part within reason if he had the time for it. Um, I don't want to speak for him too much, but that's, that's kind of what I uh, gathered from it. But um, yeah, I, re- I think he, you know, he, he wanted it to become something more. And, um, and we, we, we had a lot of uh, late night conversations during the pandemic. And so I hopped on and um, now we're kind of making it into this thing where um, we have a, like a little core group of just me 
uh, Eli and Bill trying to split the, the the labor, and then we're also inviting. Um, we we've, we this actually is starting in a few months, uh, where we're, we're inviting uh, like almost like a curated label kind of thing, where we're asking um, friends and colleagues to uh, kind of like lead uh, a release. Um, which will be really fun because I think it'll be a constantly changing thing. Because there's like like Jeff was saying earlier, there's so many, there's such a large community here, and there's I feel like uh, a lot of there's a lot of uniqueness and uh, from you know from yeah. a lot of different places. So I think I think it's a great resource. I mean, for our listeners who are oftentimes are looking for, as you said, curators. You know, it's a it's a great spot to check out and uh, you know see an, an array of curated music that you know. It's all it's all good. I'd delve into it all. Um, so, what's on the horizon for the Kimmel Ali Harris trio, collectively or individually? What are you guys up to? Yeah, uh, I guess I'll start um, individually. Um, so I've um, I'm working on a solo clarinet and electronics record. Um, so um, kind of like building off my work in the trio and sort of like branching out just to see like can I make this musically viable on my own um, and just sort of explore everything that can be done with like one setup of instruments with no overdubs. Um, so that's kind of the, um, the goal um, and wanting to perform more with that. Um, and um, some other um, collaborations kind of in mind with some other Chicagoans um, as well. Um, and then um, as our, as a trio, I think um, I think this is um, currently our only performance on the books currently. But I think we we want to, as you know, as um, restrictions have lifted and it's it has become um, um, safer for people to get together. We want to we definitely want to try and just rehearse more, which is not something we could really do previously. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the trio, um, I you know we we had talked about kind of like doing setting up a little tour um things man chicago i don't know what's going on but chicago has been crazy recently like i feel like i've been performing more than i like i have like ever have been in my life and it's been great um but it's just like things are just like kind of nuts and then i feel like uh in terms of like road stuff it's, it's just like so sporadic like all over the country like what's happening you know like i was talking to some of my new york friends and it's just like the complete opposite from my understanding over there where like no one's like really playing that much there's like a few things that new that popped up but then like you know, a, like a couple like very long standing series and DIY spots that have kind of shut down. But it's, I mean, so yeah, but I, I would like to tour with the group and then like, yeah, I think, I think we're, you know, yeah, much of the same. We're like, we'll do another recording probably late this year that come out next year on and, uh, and work with that. Um, and in terms of my individual stuff, um, I have a lot, <laughs> I've, I, 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 I'm mostly do too much. So if you, <laughs> if you want to check out, um, some reporting, um, there, I have a website, Ishmael Ali music, I S H M A E L A L I music.com. And there's a, a pretty good, um, discography um, for the most part there. Um, I, I did three real, I led three releases this year Four releases. I, yeah, well, I mean, in, in, aside from Vivery, I did three releases. Uh, one of them is, uh, Akjai, which is like a string trio plus uh, kind of poetry on top. Um, I did a thing with Bill Norman Long. Um, and Wills McKenna that, um, that's like a little bit of, you know, Norman's a great, um, electronic artist and, um, Wills rips on, on the tenor. I think, well, yeah, we played, um, last time in Madison. I think he was on, um, and then I did a thing with, 
uh, Alan Moore, who is this crazy, I don't even know how to describe that. He, he does, he does like, he makes, he presses his own like records. He makes them, he hand casts them out of different materials and it just like, you know, playing that on turntables sounds insane. Um, and I have a record with him and Bill as well. Um, in addition to that, we have a, a new draft release. We, we just got on a label in Chicago, uh, Don't Panic Records. Um, and we have more from that coming this year. I think we actually might get a band camp right up, which is crazy. That's cool. Um, yeah. In May. Yeah. And then they're going to highlight all of our other weirdo side projects too. So <laughs> keep an eye out for that. So you're not up to much. In other words, you've got some free time to. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I just can't, I can't like, you know, I can't say no to stuff. I'm just like, I like, I want to do it all. I want it all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ishmael, Ellie, Jeff Kimmel, Thanks so much for being on the show today. It's been a great pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Great chatting. Thank you. Yeah, looking forward to, to our, our time in Madison. That's it for this edition of the Showbiz Roundup. Our theme music is performed by Outside the Sphere, an experimental duo consisting of Tony Barba and myself. If you'd like more information about this show or any of the past or future shows presented by Bluestem Jazz, you can head over to bluestemjazz.org. And you can follow my doings or be in touch via rattletickbuzz.com. Catch you later.